Hey girls, welcome to the Go Girl Podcast because women are powerful. I'm your host, Ashley Caprice. Each episode is about self-love, self-care, and self-discovery. Tune in for affirmations, motivation, girl talk, and girl power. Now let's get it started. Go girl. Hey girls, welcome back to another episode of the Go Girl Podcast. I'm feeling much better today. I hope you all are having an amazing Wednesday. And I want to talk about something that has been floating around the internet for a while now. And I was like, well, let me have a conversation about it on the Go Girl Podcast. And I might do some of these throughout having my podcast, you know, this versus that. And we'll just dive into it and dissect it a little more. So today I want to talk about being emotionally unavailable versus being emotionally available. I'll give the description of each, examples of each, and share even my own story, all right? So a lot of times women complain about attracting emotionally unavailable men. However, and what we do on a Go Girl podcast, you know, we're about self-love, self-care, self-discovery, so we want to bring it back to self. I'd like to point out that if you're attracting emotionally unavailable men, sis, you might want to look in the mirror and find out ways that you are emotionally unavailable. A lot of times what you see in someone else, what you see in your partner are things that you see in yourself. So this could be from a few factors. It could be from childhood where you had emotionally unavailable parents. Maybe they weren't there for you emotionally and you start shutting down your emotions, not expressing yourself, not speaking up because you might've gotten in trouble for it or might've been told that you were sensitive or too emotional, right? Because they didn't know how to deal with their own emotions or it could even come from some different relationships. I'll share an example with me. When I was younger, early 20s, I dated someone, if you wanted to call it that, you know, you know how it is. Like, I don't think we were really dating. It was like off and on. I liked him. I think he liked me. He showed a little interest. It was weird. It was weird. So (laughs) he was emotionally unavailable. I didn't think so at the time. I just knew I kept trying. I'm reaching out to him. He's, you know, responding a little bit. But whenever I try to share any feelings, he would disappear. He would straight disappear for like three, four months and then come back around like nothing happened. And I was like, okay. And instead I was excited that he was back. So I continued seeing him and then I'll try to express feelings again. And he would disappear. I would try to express like, Hey, let's go out this weekend. He would disappear. He was Casper the freaking ghost. He was disappearing. (laughs) And I was lost and confused. Like, what is happening? This went on, ladies and gentlemen, for uh, like four years off and on. It was wild. I think I was just really attracted to him. And we both were young, but we both were doing so much. We both were like in school, doing internships and working. And this and that. I'm like, yeah, you know, this is what I like. You know, someone that's busy as me. However, he had like no time or everything had to happen on his time or He was never open with his feelings. It was so not okay. I cried so much. Even when I talked to friends about like anything from the past, like, yeah. And then dude, I used to cry over because, you know, they all got a nickname. Like we don't call or I don't call exes by name too much. 
He wasn't even an ex. This is what I'm saying. He was like an experiment. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> I guess that was my first situationship. And I didn't know. I, I didn't like. And to be honest, ladies, there was no sex. Yeah, I'm telling it. There was no sex. I was like really into this guy. And I think I saw his potential. And what we talked about in a previous episode with Coach Kate, the life coach and dating coach, she's like, no, 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 don't date potential. And so I think at that time I'm young. And so I was accepting the bullshit. Stop accepting the bullshit. People show you who they are. He was inconsistent. He was not sharing his feelings. He was not even listening to my feelings. He was disappearing. He was going ghost. He was going away. And I was just sitting there lost and confused and crying over it. Oh, that, that young girl talking about myself. <sighs> I was going through it <laughs> with my emotions because, again, I was so confused. And after that, I think I started becoming emotionally unavailable because I'm like, well, if I share my feelings with a guy, he's just going to run away. So I'm just not going to do that anymore because that hurt my feelings. So I start, started being quiet. I started having situationships. I started just being cool with a guy. And if they start getting too close, like, no, 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 I'm not about to share any emotions. I don't want to hear your emotions. So I started becoming emotionally unavailable. So that's me. Not sure your story. However, again, if you like emotionally unavailable men, you have to look within yourself to figure out why am I attracting that? Am I attracting that from past relationship patterns, from childhood, or even maybe because you are the type that is like a fixer and you want to change that person? You're like, no, no, no. They're going to be emotionally available. I see it in them. They want to be. I'm going to get them there. Let me just say there are men or people out there who are emotionally available. So stop wasting your time trying to change that person that you're with or that you're seeing or you're in a situationship or you're trying to date and they're not listening to you, whatever it is. There are other people out there in the world. There are billions of people out there in the world. Stop stressing over this one, please. So I realized over time in doing my own work that for me to be emotionally available to a guy, I needed to trust him. But trust takes a minute to build, right? Meet the person and really have those conversations that help build trust, that help build a good, solid foundation. And through that, start sharing more of your story and just see how they respond to not your feelings, but to other things you share. And if they're not sharing, then they might be emotionally unavailable. If they're not sharing any parts of their life with you or digging deeper or getting more open and expressive, then they might not be open and expressive with their emotions and feelings down the line. You could just be even sharing a simple childhood story. And if they're not willing to share something from their own life, then they might not know how to open up. And I think people learn to open up like on their own time, right? Because the thing is, if you're sharing, you're showing like, hey, you can trust me because I'm sharing this. So I want to hear something about you. And if they're just not, then it's like, all right, I can't pull it. I can't like really pull it out of this person. That takes so much work and time and stress. They might just be emotionally unavailable. But in the beginning stages, you can see when someone 
is not totally ready. You know, like the communication can be very inconsistent. They're calling you every day, then they stop. They're sending those good morning texts every day, then it stops. They are not really responsive when texting. They avoid the conversations that could go really deep, like I mentioned before, or, you know, you start expressing some things and they feel overwhelmed and disappear, like my Casper, the, the not so friendly ghost, right? Just, I don't know, fly away. Like, I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> and in the beginning, if you ask, like, you know, so what do you think about titles? And they go on this long, rant about why they don't believe in in titles. I don't believe in titles because that's when things change. And yeah, duh, it changes because we're expecting more because we're in a committed relationship. And they're telling you right then and there, they're not willing to give more. So leave that alone. So they avoid those labels and titles. They don't want to be known as, oh, the boyfriend or they don't really believe in marriage. They might not really believe in commitment. They might not believe in getting that close to someone. So they are emotionally unavailable. They're very unclear about what they want from you and what they can offer. They're very unclear. Like they keep you guessing. I've had a guy say before, like, I like to keep you on your toes. No, get me off my toes. I want to be 10 toes down. I want my feet down on the ground. I don't like this. I don't like this. Okay, get me off. I'm done. So these are all signs of someone being emotionally unavailable. They're not trying to create that real intimacy. Maybe they're only trying to be physical with you because that's what they think brings closeness. When in reality, like you can get that from anyone. Real connection is through communication. So what are we talking about here? If we're not talking about anything, we're not talking about moving a relationship forward, like I'm only getting surface level conversations, then this person might not be ready for a true relationship, not what you're looking for, right? There's something blocking them from being open. Maybe you're not the one, or maybe he doesn't trust you. Or maybe, again, it could be from childhood or past relationship issues, but things that they need to work out on their own. Being with someone emotionally unavailable is exhausting. It's draining. You're crying all the time. You're stressed out. You're trying to figure out, like, open up to me. I want to hear your feelings. And and they might. They might eventually get there and share something. And then they'll block themselves again for a few months. And then they open up. And then it's like, it's very inconsistent. It's very tiring. I'm tired thinking about it (laughs) from my past situations, but I know I've been that girl too. I wasn't always vulnerable. I wasn't always expressing myself. And then when I got with someone where I could be vulnerable and expressive, it's because I chose to be. And I'm like, if I share anything with this person and they're not receiving it and they're not, if they're not opening up to me, then okay, be gone. But if also I'm sharing and they're not receiving it or anything like this is, my life, this is how I feel. And if you don't like it, be gone. Bye-bye. But that comes with that self-love, that, that self-love and knowing your worth and knowing what you deserve and knowing that I'm enough. So if I'm sharing any of my life successes and struggles or any issues or anything and this person is judging me for it or whatever, then bye-bye. I'm good. 
But then when you get that person who's also open and willing to listen and is emotionally available, it feels so different and it feels so safe. So here are some signs that your person is emotionally available. They're definitely a good listener. When you're talking about your stories, they're asking questions and then they'll share a little about their own story. They're listening, they're engaging, they're participating in the conversation, right? When you speak to this person, you feel understood, you feel heard, you feel, and this could be a partner, a parent, a friend, whoever. It's like, oh, like they really hear me. They really see me. They're, they're open to having this discussion with me. They're available for me. That's pretty much what it is. Are they unavailable to what I'm saying or are they available? They can engage in adult conversations about the future, right? If you're emotionally unavailable, oh my gosh, you can talk about like, hey, where do you see this going? Let's talk about right now. Let's just let it flow. Let's just see what happens. No, 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 no. If they're emotionally available, they should have some type of plan about the future. You know, not just talking about the future, which is future faking and just selling dreams. Like, no, they're actually having a plan for the future and can have that conversation with you so that they can see if you're on board. It's a two-way street. Like, don't just tell me the plan. We need to talk about this plan. They're emotionally available when you feel secure in this relationship. You feel like you can bring any matters that are bothering you to the forefront and both of you can discuss it and resolve it instead of, well, I don't know how he's going to take it, so I'm not going to bring it up. Like, keeping a peace, oh my gosh, is stressful. I'll say that again. Keeping the peace in a relationship is stressful. I understand overall peace, yes. But keeping a peace where you can't speak up about how you're feeling will get very exhausting and drain. You're not being yourself. Ultimately, you're not being yourself. You're not being honest. You're not being real with what you want. So then you start resenting your partner. You start Not being your authentic self in this relationship and everyone else can see it and you'll just start losing yourself and eventually might lose the relationship. So it starts with self. How can I show up? How can I share my feelings? How can I be heard in this relationship? But I'm saying like there are those red flags in the beginning, girl. You have to watch it. I don't care how cute he is. I don't care how much money he has. I don't care what he's saying to you. Listen, watch his actions. Is he being consistent for more than three months? Is he, you know what I'm saying? Because they can hold it together for like three months. I was telling a friend the other day, she was, um, you know, asking some details about my relationship. And I was telling her, oh, I said, we'll see to my partner for like six months. Period. <laughs> he couldn't stand it. He's like, oh my gosh, you and his will see. Because he would say things. I'm like, mm, we'll see. Right? Because I was so over guys just talking about what they're going to do and how they're going to be there, how they're going to show up and blah, blah, blah with no action. So I'm like, mm, we'll see. And I saw. It. So that's why we're together for over a year now because it's like, okay, he really is that guy. He's, he's been consistent since day one. So I trust that. I feel secure in that. I feel safe in that. But if I was with someone in the beginning or just getting to know someone and 
They'll say, okay, let's go out this weekend. All right, bet. Then you don't hear from them. Then they come back two weeks later like, oh, yo, what's up? Let's let's go out. And then you go out. Like he already showed you who he is. Like not reliable or dependable. Like think you're just going to be there. Inconsistent. His word doesn't mean much. He's a flake. Like so many red flags that we can see within the first few weeks, really. And definitely the first few months. So watch that in the beginning. Watch how they're treating you in the beginning. Stop being so available in the beginning. Watch the actions and really listen to what they're saying. Are they just talking about the weather and gas prices right now? Or are they talking about something that's really happening in the world? Like have some real conversations, ask some real questions, see what they're willing to share. But again, it starts with you. Are you emotionally available? Are you vulnerable? Are you willing to open up about your life, your story, on your flaws, on your failures. A lot of times emotional unavailability can come from fear overall, like fear of intimacy, fear of being hurt, fear of being judged from your story or whatnot, fear of someone seeing the real you. And you are enough. Fear of someone seeing the real you knowing the real you. Your life is not perfect. That's okay. No one's life is perfect. The more you share, the more you're able to connect and the more someone can see how real you are. I know I had a fear of being hurt. I'm like, nah, all of my twenties, like I'm not getting in relationships. Like people in relationships just break up. What's the point, right? I had that in my mind forever. And I just consumed myself with work and career. Like, all right, I'm just going to focus on myself. I'm going to focus on my career. I'm going to keep building, keep building until all that was taken away from me, until my career was taken away from me, until I just had no time but to be alone, sit in my thoughts, be silent, and really figure out who the hell am I? What is it that I really want? And what is it that I'm running away from? Like, I long for intimacy and, and being secure and secure in my relationship and being with someone and having a family, like I longed for all of that. And so I had to sit with that and be like, okay, what if I'm longing for that? I need to learn to be open and and be myself with someone, like be authentically me and I'll attract the right person. Like, but I had to let go of that fear or fear and do it anyway. Like, okay, I'm going to you know, love and getting in a relationship is a risk. Like, what if my heart gets broken? But what if? What if it doesn't? What if you have an amazing experience with this person? No matter how much time you spend with them, you have an experience. If it doesn't work out, you learn some lessons. If it works out, beautiful. You took that chance, you took that risk, and it worked out for you. And that feels good, right? And then, again, if it doesn't work out, okay, you have these memories. And you had this good time with this person. You learned something new about yourself. You learned something new about love. But if you don't risk it, if you don't risk that fear, you'll just never know. You'll never grow. You'll always be who you are, complacent, and you won't feel that joy that you could feel from love. So it's okay. Let that fear go. Let someone in, sis. Let someone in. So some ways on being emotionally available is just practice opening up. First to yourself, talk to yourself. Talk to yourself in a mirror. Read some books, read some articles. I Google damn near everything. Or even start small, open up to family and friends a little bit and see how that feels for you. 
it's definitely going to feel uncomfortable at first when you're sharing more of your thoughts and feelings. Is especially if you're not used to, it's definitely going to feel uncomfortable. But just practice, 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 practice on those people closest to you first before the relationship. But practice with yourself, even before setting boundaries with other people. I had to learn to set boundaries with myself. Hey, girl, don't eat this. You said you're not going to eat this. Are you really going to eat this? You're not respecting your own boundaries, girl. I had to start respecting boundaries for myself. And then it went on to friends and relationship and still working on boundaries with family. (laughs) I love them, but I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, your family, they've been with you forever. They know you as a certain way. So when you start setting boundaries with them, they're like, what's going on here? (laughs) Right. But start small and just start. And you might make some mistakes in opening up about your feelings. You might share too much. You might share too little, but do what feels good and what works for you. Start showing up for people with emotionally unavailable people. They're inconsistent. They're, you know, flaky. Don't be that way with your family and friends and your relationship and yourself. Like show up. If you say you're going to be somewhere certain day and hang out with a certain person that certain day, then show up for that. It'll become easier in your relationships. You'll It'll be easier for if a guy is asking you out, you're like, yes, you made that commitment and you'll stick to it. Become available. Become available for yourself so you can become available for someone else, all right? And I used to have a wall, a thick wall. I remember this one guy was like, yo, it is a huge wall between us. Hell yeah, there was. I could not trust him. I was not in a relationship with him. It was a situationship. Like, why would I let you in, right? Like, I know you're here part-time. I'm only with you part-time. I don't want to be with you. full time. I know this is not a relationship that I'm going to take seriously. So why would I let you in? So yes, I had a thick wall and he could sense the thick wall. I asked my partner now, you know, do you think I ever had a wall with you? He said, no, like I never had any walls. I didn't. I really showed up as myself. I was like, this is who I am. I don't care. And he accepted me. He accepted me and it's been the most fulfilling relationship because I finally, oh, that's that's a word right there. I have, I have to give it to myself. I finally accepted myself. I even had a podcast a few months ago about how self-love is self-acceptance. Once I got to that point, unlocked that point about fully accepting who I am and not judging these different parts of myself, I think that's when I was really able to be super vulnerable and show up for someone else. Like, hey, this this is who I am. Take it or leave it. And he took it. <laughs> He's here. But it, it started with me. Knowing that my silliness, my awkwardness, my woman empowerment-ness, my full self was enough. So you are enough, girl. You are amazing. You're incredible just as you are. Accept yourself. Love yourself so that you can be with someone else who loves and accepts you just for who you are. Just tell yourself, I am emotionally available. I am going to work on ways to be emotionally available. I'm going to be there for myself. I'm going to open up to people. I'm going to share who I am. I'm going to be vulnerable and it's going to be accepted. And if it's not, that person could kick rocks, right? You got it, girl. You got it within you. So I wish that for you. I wish for you to have someone who is real, who is trustworthy who is kind, who will 
welcome you with open arms, welcome you, your emotions and feelings with open arms. They don't criticize. If they criticize you for your feelings and stuff, sis, they're not the one. They're calling you sensitive and emotional <laughs> in a few first few months. Heard that before. Like, what? Like, if you're saying I miss you to the person and they're like, oh my gosh, like you too on me or you too clingy or you too needy or dang, like I just saw you last week. Whoa, they're not receiving the love. Let that go. So they could let their hurt go. <laughs> Don't bring that hurt over here, right? You should be able to just say what you want and not be criticized for it. Like someone criticizing you for your feelings, how low can you go? So I want you to know there are emotionally available people out there and you have to show up as one yourself first, okay? All right, girl. Well, I hope you have an amazing, amazing week. I'll be back next week. Be sure to let me know what part resonates with you. Thanks for following. Thanks for subscribing. Thank you for your beautiful reviews. I appreciate you. Have a good one. I love you. Go girl. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Go Girl podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And be sure to share this episode with your girlfriends. Connect with me on social media at Go Girl Movement or subscribe to the blog at www.gogirlmovement.org. By the way, have you purchased your copy of the Go Girl Guidebook, a woman's interactive guide to self-love? 10 chapters full of ways to love yourself better. It's available right now on Amazon. Thank you for your support. I love you and I'll talk to you next time. Go girl.